Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. You, woo, woo, woo. Sorry. I'm in a great mood. Because guess what? Today, I'm recording this the day before Thursday, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. Wednesday, it's March 31st. And old Billy Freckles went a whole fucking month into one fucking no weed, no booze, no cigars, no nothing. No fucking nothing. I did it. Good for me. (laughs) So here's the deal. Oh, and I also did yoga this week and I meditated. What is happening? I am going to be, if you guys think I was obnoxious when I was this angry, toxic, white cis, whatever the fuck, whatever, whatever labels, whatever box this, the extreme liberals put someone like myself in, because they're so liberal, they need to label everybody. Fucking stupid cunts. Um, (laughs) I label them fucking stupid cunts. Um. Yeah, this is this is the crossroads. Right, and I went down to the crossroads. This is where I usually go. Well, there I proved to myself I could go 31 days without doing. And then what is what does old Freckles do? What does he do after all his yeah 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 bullshit? What the fuck does he do? He goes right back and he he fucking he calls from the fucking house phone. No, I go right back. To fucking drink it or fucking taking edibles or smoking fucking 20 cigars in a month. Um, I go back to it. I go back to it and then I just keep. And then I end up out of shape, feeling bad and fucking hate myself again. So I was like, okay, so now I what I need to do, because I'm not done with any of those things. I'm just trying to learn. I got to get myself in a headspace where I can do it. All these years of watching that commercial, you know, drink responsibly. It's like, what the fuck are these assholes talking? Drink responsibly. Then why do you sell them 24 at a time? You think I got 23 other friends that are coming over tonight? We're all going to have one responsibly? Speak it out of both sides of your fucking mouth. But I, I get it now. Like today, like once a week, I go out, all right, and I get myself a nice Italian sandwich. And uh, I never have the time, but I always want to sit out front. And in a perfect world, I could go out there and I could smoke a little cigar, enjoy my little Italian sandwich, you know? Just sit there, right? Feel the breeze. Shut it down. Not think about shit. Don't look at my phone, right? Once a week, I figure, you know, I could do something like that, right? But with a cigar, maybe I would have the cigar once every couple of months or something like that. I would love to be that guy. That's the guy I want to be. I just don't know if I can do it because um, I got this thing where, you know, I have a cigar and then I immediately want another one, you know? Because I don't have anything else that I do. That's the fucking thing. Now, if I had like a drink and then I had a cigar, no, then I'd want another drink. See, I, I can't fucking do it. <laughs> I'm not good at it. 
I'm not good at it. I, I, it this, the switch is on or it's off. I'm not one of these people that has to go to fuck all these weak people that have to go to AA and, oh, this is my name and oh, this is my fucking store. Those needy people. Huh? I swear to God, I, if, I, if I was fucking, if I was running shit, if I was a dictator, I would take everybody in AA and I'd take all the extreme liberals and conservatives and I would stick them all in the same boat. All right? And that would be the only reality show worth fucking watching. Um, no, I'm fucking with you. I don't have any problem with anybody in AA. I just love making fun of people in AA. You know? Probably because I have some sort of, I'm on the spectrum. I don't know what it is. I don't need a sponsor. I'm too fucking antisocial for a sponsor. <laughs> hey, Bill, just uh, checking in to see how you're doing. Motherfucker, if you call me one more time, I'm going to start drinking, okay? I, I get it. I get it. Just talk to me in a week. I'll get my dumb chip. Stop talking to me. So um, I've never figured that out, why I am a loner. That's another one, one weird one. I don't know. It's a weird thing. But like I'm finally for the first time, you know how weird it is to be yourself for over half a century and now try to figure out what, it, what the fuck you are? It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> to turn the fucking, the spotlight around and put it on yourself and be like, all right, let's, let's stick this under the fucking magnifying glass. See what we got here. Oh, Jesus. I'm a fucking mess. I'll tell you who wasn't a mess last night were your Boston Bruins. What a fucking game that was. What a gutsy fucking victory that was. Playing the New Jersey Devils. Great fucking team this year. Them and the Islanders just fucking have owned the Bruins. And um, we still haven't beaten the Islanders. I mean, I don't know how we measure up because my buddy was asking me. He goes, dude, what do you think of the fucking Bruins this year? Think we can make a run? It's like, uh, well, I mean, we haven't beaten the Islanders yet or the, you know, the Devils. I think this is, a, we beat them the, the first game we played them, maybe. Um, and it's been nothing since then. And plus, we're playing like, what, a quarter of the league? I don't know how we match up. You know, who, how do you gauge it? I have no idea. But anyway, so we got down three to one. And evidently, Brad Marchand decided that he had fucking seen enough fucking throws a check, sends this guy on his fucking ass, and then drops the gloves and just fucking throw, ragdolls this guy. Fucking ragdolled him. Threw him to the fucking ground, the ice. Right? They gave him like two minutes for fucking roughing. I don't know what they gave him. He comes out of the box and then scores a goal. And then it's three to two. I'm like, I'm like here we go. They're turning it around. And then New Jersey gives us the old right there, Fred. Right after. We were still announcing the fucking goal, I think, and then they scored. Made it 4-2. to two. And I'm like, fuck, man, 4-2. to two. Like, historically, the Devils just, once they get, once they're winning, they just know how to just shut it down. But I got to tell you, the defense was, uh, wasn't good in that game. It was exciting to watch. I saw so many, you know, at least we were giving up a bunch of two-on-ones, like odd man rushes and everything. Uh, so it was kind of cool considering how many odd man rushes we gave up in some, a couple of gift goals that went off that face-off. We won a face-off and somehow just gave it right to the, uh, the Devils, right in, right in front of the net, and they scored. 
couple of gift goal, one gift goal. Um, it was great to see um, McAvoy and Grizzly got two goals in the third period, one each, uh, to tie it up 4-4. And then Pasternak got the, uh, the shootout goal, and we finally won 5-4. Took us to, like, literally the last player in the shootout, I believe, to, uh, to beat the Devils, finally. So huge win. Very excited about that. Um, been having an awesome week here. I finally got my office. I got all my pictures up on the wall, and I realized how few pictures I have of my friends. I got a great one of me and DeRosa. We had just done Carnegie Hall way back like 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago. I got one of me and Patrice. I don't know when that one's from. That one's from like the late 2000s. And then I got a, I got a, I know I got some of Verzi and Bartnick, Lawhead. Uh, there's got to be some. I, I got to have them somewhere around here. Then I got to get one of me and my wife. I got a classic one of me and my wife when we first started dating on the red line, going into a Red Sox game that one of my relatives took uh, is in black and white. I got to get that one and get that one uh, blown up, put that one on the wall. And, um, and then other than that, you know what the fuck I did? You know what my dumbass did? This is like this is how like fucking like much I've slowed down my life here, which has really been a great thing. I'm literally living like the Huey Lewis hip to be square thing right now, um, which I know for younger people, you're like, oh, come on, man. But blah, blah, blah. It, it gets sad. It gets sad the older you get when you keep living like that. So I, I am like. I'm not saying don't go have your fun. Go have go have your fucking fun for God's sakes. Have a good time. But like I, I had my my good times. So um, my daughter, you know, learned how to ride the bicycle, and now I taught her this week how to. You know, st- I don't have to push her off anymore. She can just start the bike herself, and it took her a little bit of time to get used to that. But she's really good at balance. Really understands it. And is really sort of one with their body, man. It's exciting, man. Like she's like, sort of has that athlete gene, right? So um, she just started riding around the driveway, riding in circles and everything. And I was just like, all right. I go, I'm going to get on my bike. And I go, here we go. And I actually filmed it, our first bike ride together. Which was, And I'm telling you, she was just grinning ear to ear. Um, she was so proud of herself. And my mother-in-law was there, her little brother was there, my wife was there, I was there, and we were all just singing her praises. And she was going and going and going and going, and then she wiped out really bad. And I was like, oh, no. And she immediately popped right up. She goes, I'm okay, I'm okay. She was so excited that she was getting prayed. I'm okay. So she goes, uh, she goes, I turned too fast or I turned too sharp. Like she just under- she already understood what she was doing. So I'm going to go to the... Uh, they got a sporting goods store out here, Big Five. I'm going to buy some of those little orange cones. I'm going to take her out. There's a parking lot nearby. And I'm just going to set up like a little slalom thing that's going to be fun for her, but also getting her to uh, totally like master it. So I don't have to fucking worry that she's going to wipe out again. But uh, just having a great time doing that. And I'm so proud of her. So my big thing this week, what I did for myself was I ordered some shit for the kitchen because I love cooking, right? And uh, I think one of the great inventions of last century was the rubber spatula. I don't know. You guys like me? I I fucking love a rubber spatula. It's just the things 
Like so much stuff always ends up having a sauce or something like that. And just nothing gets it out of the bowl and into the pan or out of the pan and onto your plate like a fucking rubber spatula. They're just the shit. So I bought this little three-pack thing. And um, because all we had, we had the one, but it was gigantic and it couldn't get into jars and shit like that. And it bothered me. So I bought these, these, you know, small one, a medium sized one, and then one that was like sort of regular size with like a scoop. I've been using the hell out of those things. And I've been making a bunch of vegetarian shit. So I've been cutting up all these uh, vegetables and shit. And, uh, you know, which takes a long fucking time. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to get... I need to get one of those vegetable slicers that I see. It's called a mandolin, which I thought was like a guitar used in, like when, whenever like Zeppelin would sing like their Dungeons and Dragons shit, like John Paul Jones would always break out the mandolin, right? But it's also a vegetable slicer. So I get this thing. It has all these attachments. I did the research. I figured out. I think I told you guys I was so excited to get this thing, right? So... I get it, right? And, uh, you know, I got some radishes and some carrots. So I, I just, you know, I read the whole fucking manual, which I never do. And I just, I was like, okay, so I know what each one of these, even though I don't know what Julianne, whatever cuts these are, but I just want to know what all of this shit is. And I'm reading all of this shit. And, uh, you know, so I cut up some radishes, I cut up the carrots squeeze some lemon on them. It's fucking delicious. Nice, quick little snack, you know? Gives you energy. You're not going to be a fat fuck. I'm loving this thing. But I, the radish has got all this red shit on it and stuff, so I, I'm, I'm rinsing it off in the, uh, in the sink, and then I just feel... And my fucking finger really deep. And I read in the thing, watch out, the blade is super sharp. Oh, my God, you guys, I got to tell you something, man. I was just like... It was one of those, it was one of those pains. It like just takes your breath away. I did it. I just went like, oh, fuck, fucking, fucking, oh, no, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, ah, shit, doing that thing. So I grabbed a paper towel and I applied pressure, right? I'm doing all this shit I learned, you know, stop, drop, and roll, keep it elevated, all of this shit, you know? Are you okay? Are you okay? The choking thing. I'm trying every first aid thing I know. And I'm just sitting there going, this does not, that felt deeper than something I'm going to be able to put a Band-Aid on. All right. So I lift the paper towel. And at this point, the part that I cut was stuck to, this is gross, was stuck to the paper towel and it lifted up like a toupee that wasn't glued on right. And I was like, all right, that needs stitches. That's good. <laughs> so so I, uh, I call up my wife, and she's awesome. She takes me over to urgent care. And uh, I go over to urgent care, and it's fucking hilarious. They're, like, weighing me and shit. I'm like, why do you need to know this? Well, you've never been here before. I say, like, well, who says I'm coming back? You, you're already shut down my insurance card. Now I got to fucking tell you how much I weigh. I don't want to know how much I weigh. I'm fucking cutting vegetables. My finger's bleeding because I don't like how much I weigh. I don't need you to fucking tell me this shit. So then I go in there and they, how many, how many times a week do you work out? It's like, how many fucking times a week do you work out? Just suture up my fucking finger and let me get out of here, right? 
So the nurse gets upset with me, and I'm like, all right, I'm being too much of a dick. So I answer questions. I just say, listen, I just don't like this shit because everybody fucking ends up sharing the information. She goes, we don't share the information. I go, you don't share the information. These people that run the hospital, are you going to tell me that these are good people? And she's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like, how many times you work out a week? I'm like, three. And then I'm like, you know what? This is going to fuck with my insurance that doesn't pay for anything. Doesn't pay for anything. I'll have a higher premium. I said, you know what? Say six. And I go, no, five sounds more believable. She was a hot shit. She put it in. So she was great. I was just in a uh, fucking, I was disappointed in myself. And then uh, the doctors came in. One doctor and then one one that was training. And uh, like, hey, you got yourself pretty good. And they were just telling me all this. They, They said they got something over there. They call it avocado hand. And I go, what's that? He said, well, you know, people, they cut an avocado in half and then they want to get the seed out and they take a nice whack at it with the knife and they either miss it completely or it glances off the side and then whacks down onto their hand. And they got the mock of a squealer on the palm of their hand and they got to get that stitched up. It's just like, fuck. I go, I always do that. And the dude was just like, don't ever do that. And I go, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) So... Um, here's a question I have for people out there. Uh, have you ever been stabbed or have you ever been shot and have you ever, or have you ever had both of those things happen to you? Which one hurts more? Um, cause I got to tell you the, uh, there is something really creepy about, uh, I know this is, Just block your ears if you're queasy. Just slicing into your body. There's, you know, there's paper cuts. There's cutting yourself, shaving. But then there's going deep enough where it's just like, I cannot stop this bleeding. (laughs) (laughs) Then there's that, right? Um, I was just out of curiosity. Because when you get shot, it hurts so bad you can't even feel it. You just go into shock. Or, you know, or does it hurt even fucking more? Does it feel like the literally you got hit by a cannon? I have no fucking idea, but um, yeah, so that's what happened to me. So I got this fucking mandolin now. Now I'm afraid for anybody in the family to even use it, but uh, now, now I'm good. Um, I think I'm going to buy some of those old lady like rubber gloves when I wash it and then just rinse it off and make sure I never go anywhere near the blade and I have gloves on because I don't want to, I don't want to uh, do this again. But um, the doctors were great. They stitched me right up and whatever fucking, um, whatever, whatever they used to numb me up with. I mean, they stitched it up around five thirty. I was done and I woke up at two in the morning and my finger was still numb. And then I got nervous going, oh, fuck, did they put the bandage on too tight and they cut off the blood supply and my fingers die? And I started freaking out. So at like two in the morning, I get up with my big stupid Fred Flintstone bandage on my finger, my finger. And I go into the bathroom and I took my nose hair clippers and I just cut up the side just to relieve it. And then uh, I went back to bed just to have it be a little more loose, right? And then I went back to bed at like, you know, whatever. It probably took me like five minutes to do that. And I woke up at like, I, don't, I think somewhere between four and five. And my finger was killing me. It was throbbing and all that. 
And I actually smiled. I was like, okay, good, good. I didn't kill my finger. It's getting a blood. Good. It should hurt. It should hurt. I fucking look like I was cutting the cap off a fucking cigar. Um, so uh, anyway, I'm sure you guys all have some. Let's, let's, I usually don't get into gross shit like this, but I'm sure people out there have mandolin. Oh my God. I'm going to look it up right now. Mandolin injuries. Do you dare? Here we go. Mandolin. I'm probably not even spelling it right. Injuries. Me, John Paul Jones with a broken nail. Okay. Images. Images. Oh, whoa, my God. Oh, my God. She, oh, my God. Yeah, people. Oh, Jesus. Wow, dude. Wow. Wow. I did all right. <laughs> oh, fuck, I did all right. I just, I, I went halfway. I went halfway. These people cut their fucking tips of their fingers and thumbs off. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, my God. I literally just closed my fucking laptop. Um, let's get into something a little more nice. Less, less fucking gross shall we hang on a second let's uh oh i did a fir my first couple instrument approaches did a few more of those uh the other day i did one into oxnard airport and i did one into santa monica wearing the foggles the second time um having just a fucking great time with that all right here we go okay let's see if i can find this thing here these guys wrote me a piece of music. Hold on. All right. This, this song comes from the guys from the band Whiskey Wolves of the West. Wrote me a theme song. I don't know how to do this here. For my podcast. You know, we got low production value here. So it's nice, you know. Let me make old school DJ. I'm gonna talk right until they start singing. Here we go. How great is that? It goes on for a fucking while, too. Like, they really got a whole goddamn song. So I got to be able to, I got to post that somewhere. Now I got I to gotta promote their album. They came out with five albums. I've had a chance to listen. I'm so fucking busy. I've just started listening to this now that I got my, uh, I got my, uh, my office all set up here with my stereo. My fucking hi-fi, man. Uh, Whiskey Wolves of the West, I Found the Light. And uh, according to them, they, there's five albums in here. It's an incredible I mean, amount of music. I mean, you know, you get into a pandemic, you can be somebody who just sort of fucking sits around, right, and does nothing, or you could just sit down and, uh, you know, write five albums of music. Uh, Tim Jones and Leroy Powell. 
or the brains behind this. Let's see if we give anybody else a shout out. I got to give a shout out to the drummer, uh, uh, Chris Powell on drums, Willie Weeks on the bass. I mean, come on. What a great name that is. It's a baseball name. Um, Tom Bukovac. I hope I said that right. Guitar. Michael Webb on the organ. Um, just what I've listened to so far, I fucking love these albums. And uh, I love that I got a great stereo now. I might might upgrade the turntable. I have no fucking idea, but I'm, I'm fixing up my whole office. I got this rotted out wood on the threshold of the, right before the door, you know, you walk into, into the place. I'm getting that fixed. And, um, and then downstairs, my garage is just totally just not fucking... It's not lit up the way it needs to be lit. It's like too fucking weak. And I don't know if you can just fix it with higher wattage bulbs or whatever, but it just, it's not lit up right. So I need, I need some light down there. I already got the epoxy floor. This can be my little fucking area, man, to chill out. You know, man, just, you know, meditate, do my yoga, man. Hey, you guys got to let me know here, though. If, if, if I get too mellow and I just stop being funny, you know what I mean? If I stop making fun of the fatties, you just have to let me know. All right. Just please, please tell me you're going to do that. Um, all right. Let's, let's read the podcast, uh, the, the advertising here. Oh, look at everybody. It's Roman. You know, most guys have tried different ways to last longer, but thinking about baseball doesn't always work. Uh, the, I never understood that either. You know what I mean? I'm fucking banging some broad and all of a sudden I'm going to start thinking about Mark McGuire. What am I trying to do to myself? Uh, the folks at <laughs> The folks at Roman, an online men's health company, are changing the game with Roman Swipes, the secret to longer-lasting sex. Roman Swipes are a clinically proven way to last longer in bed. What the fuck is this? Where was this when I needed it? Um, they're effective, easy to use, and fast-acting, but don't require a prescription. Oh, ladies, be careful what you wish for. Now you're going to have a fucking porn star. You're going to go from fucking Fast Freddy to fucking John Holmes. Uh, Roman can stop. Can, oh, sorry. Roman can ship swipes. How do they work? To you in a discreet, unmarked package, and each swipes packet is small enough to hide in your wallet for whenever you need it. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. So if you're like a minute man and you're gonna bang some broad you never met before, you go, hey, hang on a second. I just, you know, you go to the bathroom, little swipe, swipe, swipe. Then you come out, ba ba da ba da, right? Coming out like Tyson walking to the fucking ring. Probably a bad reference. Uh, wipes, swipes are great. They will not transfer to your partner, so you can last longer without worrying. They're super easy to use. Just take the swipes out of the packet, swipe it on, let it dry, and you're good to go. That's it. What does it do? Go to getroman.com slash burr. Dude, I don't give a shit. Any guy who's busting it too quick doesn't give a fuck what it does. Slap that on me like a turtleneck. Get Roman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com slash burr and get $10 off your first order of swipes plus free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash burr for $10 off your first order of swipes and free two-day shipping. All right, now I'm curious. I got to see, what, what do Roman swipes do? 
What do they do? What do they do? Roman swipes. Congratulations to the UCLA Bruins knocking off my Michigan Wolverines. I love both of those programs. Um, I'm going to be one of those guys late to the party. I'm just going to watch the final four. From what I heard is the um, the um, Gonzaga, who I was making fun of. Like, ah, they're undefeated. They played in the fucking whack. Who the hell are they playing, huh? Fucking, fucking uh, Montana State Community College. Uh, I guess they're unbelievable to watch um, playing a team game. Paul Verzi's been just going off on them, telling me how fucking great they are. So I got to check it out. All right. How does, how do, how does swipe Roman swipes work? Roman makes it simple to get real medication. Why won't you say what it does? Does it numb your dick? Does it feel like my finger at two in the morning? What's going on here? How does it work? By Benzocaine. Roman swipes are topical anesthetic that reduce the intensity of sexual stimulation and prolong the duration of sex without completely removing the sexual... Oh, my God. That's hilarious. Well, fucking dip your balls in ice. Oh, God. That's fucking hilarious. Um, at 5 p.m.? I thought I was doing this at 3. Oh, God. I, I, at what point am I ever going to write anything down? Sorry, I just got a text. All right. What did I say? Is it 5 p.m. his time? Hang on a second. Sorry, everybody. I, I blew... I missed a... Didn't blow it off. I fucking missed it yesterday. 3 p.m.? My time, though? Huh? Jesus? Or 5 p.m. East Coast time? No, Pacific Coast. There we go. Sorry. Sorry you had to listen to that fucking bullshit. All right. Here we go. Anyways, plowing ahead here. Um, you know what I was psyched about? I was watching. I was flipping through, uh, and I stopped on the MLB channel, Major League Baseball, and uh, this guy was talking some nice, saying a lot of nice things about the Red Sox lineup this year. Uh, I'd say it's Xander Bogart's team now. He's the, he's the, I can't believe it. Now he's the old man on the team. Um, but I guess they think we got a lot of firepower in the lineup. I don't know what. Um, I'm excited, but I am fucking really excited for baseball this year. Um, probably because I'm going to be in town. Um, yeah, so it was right. 3 p.m. my time. All right, I got to wrap this fucking podcast up to go do the podcast yesterday. I forgot to fucking do because I was out flying around like a fucking chopper boy there. Um, all right, that's it, everybody. If you can't last long, what you want to do is slightly numb your dick. That's what you do. Here's another thing, too. You got to own that. You got to own that. Just say, where are you going? Uh, I gotta, I'm going to put a, listen, your pussy is so amazing. I need a topical anesthetic on my dick. I mean, that's got to be, that's got to be an ego boost for a woman you know you gotta numb your dick up even you fucking walk near me what the fuck i'm bringing to the table um all right that's the podcast everybody just checking in on you a quick little fucking half hour there um i don't know what else to tell you have a great weekend you cunts uh good luck to ucla gonzaga and houston those are the four teams left i don't know who's playing who but um I'll be checking out. I'll be checking that out uh, this weekend. 
I promise you. All right, go Bruins, go Celtics, go Red Sox, go Celtics. It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, April 1st, 2013. That's right, everybody. It's April Fool's Day. Holy shit. Is is this podcast going to be wacky? Is he going to pull a prank? Is he pranking us right now? Is that his voice? <clears throat> I would tell you guys how much I fucking hate this day. You know what I mean? Back when I was in the Matrix... And I actually had a day job, and I was a productive member of society, you know? And I actually used to sit there, and I'd go to fucking work every goddamn day. And every once in a while, at the end of the day, <clears throat> they'd say some shit like, uh, you know, we'd uh, appreciate it. It's uh, not mandatory, but we would appreciate it if uh, you guys could hang around for a couple of minutes after five today. We'd like to talk about uh, some of our productivity goals in the upcoming quarter. And I would actually hang out going, I got to do this. I got to, I got to, I got to put on a, uh, I got to put on a, you know, I got to be a team player here. And I would sit there and listen to these fucking suits, you know, talking about, uh, you know, unloading trucks or whatever the fuck they were talking about, and oh, oh, that is interesting. Oh, that's great. Oh, ooh, are we going to upgrade to the electronic fucking pallet jacks? Pallet jacks? I haven't said pallet jacks in like fucking 25 years. We were all excited. Wow, they really give a shit about us. No, they don't. They're just worried they're going to get sued because the fucking cokehead just blew out his goddamn back, you know? And then they're like, well, what if everybody blows out their backs? How do we avoid that? What is going to be cheaper? Paying their workman's comp or actually getting them the proper equipment. Um, so anyways, the stupid fucking April Fool's jokes, right? I used to hate those fucking goddamn. You know what I hated about it was half the people who would get you, they weren't funny. And they, they, they this is their idea. You know, it'd be like... They, They'd be like, uh, you'd be like, hey, do you know where the pens are? Yeah, they're, in, they're right in that drawer. And then you open, they're like, April Fool! Ha! Yeah, they're not in that drawer. They're actually in this one over here. I just got them. I got them with an April Fool. You know, and you wonder why offices get shot up. You know, that's what it is. It's not because of sociopaths. It's not because of um, 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 relaxed gun control laws. It's not because of any of that shit. It's because of some stupid April Fool's joke that someone won't let go and they're talking shit about it still in June. You know? 
And then somebody just finally snaps, and they come in there, and they mow down a bunch of people. And it's considered a tragedy. And it is, unless you're into the environment. And you look at it a different way, and you're like, well, you know, as tragic as everything that just happened is, there's going to be a whole lot a whole lot less people dropping deuces in that building that will end up in the water supply. Do you know I went to the grocery store the other day, people? Oh, yeah. I'm not a vampire. I need food. And I fucking walk. I'm walking in there, and there's some fucking Greenpeace guy with a clipboard, and he's singing, like, R&B shit. And I didn't want to hit him. I just had to get away from him. Like, it was literally affecting how I was walking. He was just singing. I don't, he was, I don't know what. Like, he was trying to audition and save the environment all at the same fucking time. He was singing some song, and at one point he went like, whoa, doing that fucking, that R&B. You know, let me hold this note like I'm getting tickled. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. I did a benefit in a fucking mind this weekend, and I'm a little fucking, I'm a little, I'm a little, ugh. I feel like fucking shit, people. I caught one of these, uh, one of these super cults. Did you guys have it? Did you get a chance to listen to me last week on um, the Joe Rogan experience? I might have mentioned that I was starting to get sick. That was the day when I did Joe Rogan's podcast, and I forgot that the guy does an eighteen-hour podcast. You know, I'm thinking like, all right, I'll go over there. I'll be done in about ninety minutes. I'll come back here, get myself a little bit of Robitussin, chase it with a little bit of Nyquil. Do a line of blow, you know, fucking stare down the cold, wide awake, and then that'll be it. And no, that's not what happened. I did a three and a half hour podcast with Rogan. You know what's amazing about doing Rogan's podcast? It's three and a half fucking hours long, and it feels like 20 minutes, you know, until you get to the last 20 minutes. Then you're just like, dude, I, I can't fucking talk anymore. And the amazing thing about Rogan is if I think if you didn't bring it up that you were three and a half hours in, he would do another three and a half hours. Um, but I had a great time on that one. And um, I sounded extra dumb on that because Rogan actually reads, you know, I sound dumb enough when I'm just by myself. But when I'm actually on a podcast with somebody who's actually a well-read guy, you know, my level of stupidity really gets fucking exposed. <laughs> to an even higher level. So, um, anyways, yeah, I've been sick for like four fucking days. I didn't actually, I didn't take any, and I didn't take any cold medicine because every fucking cold medicine I looked at said may do permanent liver damage. So I was like, all right, well, let's do the math here. I either go fucking two, three days of hell and then I'm fine or I, I, I fucking pussy out of three days of hell and the trade-off is permanent fucking liver damage, right? How fucking dumb would that be? You know? If you take cold medicine, you're a fucking pussy is basically what I'm saying. No, that's not true. That's not true because you know what? I don't have to fucking go to work. You guys do. And how many sick days can you really use? Especially if you're a woman, you know? If you got knocked up and you're already... How many days do they give you for that? It's so fucking pathetic in this country that, like, you ever see, I, I don't know, other countries, like, how much time you get off? 
And then people are like, yeah, but they pay like fucking, you know, nine, 90% <laughs> taxes in that country. Yeah, so what? At least they get something for their fucking taxes. What the fuck are we getting in this country? Oh, I got my two by four out. I'm the angry voter, everybody. Um, despite the fact that I was as sick as I was, I was sick as a dog, man. I, uh, I still got the windows tinted on my car. I got a couple of things done. You know what's funny was uh, the lovely, beautiful, and talented Nia was actually leaving town on Wednesday and came back yesterday. And I got sick literally Tuesday night, and I was sick the whole fucking time. I was so fucking excited that, you know, not like excited she was going to be leaving. I was just excited that, you know, she wasn't going to be here. <laughs> You know, March Madness. Gonna watch the fucking basketball. Have the fellas over, right? Fucking barbecue. Drink some beers, right? I was gonna have a great time. Great fucking time. And then I, I got this goddamn tsunami of a fucking cold. And, uh, dude, it really wiped me out. Two days, I was just laying on the couch, just going, "Really? Are you fucking? Ki- this is a cold. This is this is what a cold is." In 2013, dude, my fucking hair hurt. I thought it's because I was dehydrated. I just started sucking down water, and all it did was make me gag. You know, it hurt to move my eyes. I can't move my eyes, man. Um, it was it was fucking brutal. So. I toughed it out, and I still got I got the windows tinted on my car, and uh, that was hilarious. I went down there. I went to this fucking place where it's like, do you guys like tint windows and also torture people in the back room? You know, one of those really shady places. I didn't go down to the dealership because I knew they were going to charge me like fucking 500 bucks to have the official Toyota tint put on the windows. I'm like, fuck this. Let me just get this guy to do it for a buck and a quarter. Um so I go in there, right? And then obviously English is a second language for this guy, you know? And uh, I'm sure I could have had my pick of women too if I actually went into that back room. <laughs> it just seemed like one of those things. I just felt like I was in the second season of The Wire, you know, like there was going to be some big cargo tin with a bunch of dead hookers in it in the back. But anyways, that's none of my business. I'm just here to get my windows tinted on my fucking hybrid so uh, I say to the guy, I go, all right, I want the back windows as dark as I can possibly get them because my dog rides back there, and she's always panting to beat the fucking band. I'd like her to be cooler, and then up front, you know, the darkest I can get. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I go, you know, my girl kind of stinks at driving, so I don't want it so dark that she can't see other cars. And he laughs, you know, this fucking Eastern European black market fucking laugh. And uh, he goes, all right, we'll do the 35%, and then we'll do the UV rays up front. And I'm like, great. So, yada, yada, yada. He does them, and they, they, they look fucking phenomenal. So I'm recovering the next fucking two more days of this bullshit, all right? I finally come around yesterday, and uh, I'm feeling good, and I know Nia's on her way home. So what do I do? I fucking clean up the goddamn house. That's a big thing you have to do. When your fucking woman leaves town, when she comes back, the place has to look even fucking better. It has to look fucking great. And there's got to be food in the fridge, okay? 
Why? Because out of respect, no. Out of love, no. Then why would you do it, Bill? I'll tell you why. Because you can't fucking, you can't give them that fucking power that they feel like you're an absolute fucking moron if they're not there. You know, they start feeling that after a while. Because, you know, when you fucking live with somebody, like a woman, they basically decide where everything goes that's like shit that you both use. And you're a guy, and you don't give a fuck, right? So every fucking time, you got to be like, yeah, where's the salad spoon? Where the fuck is this? Where the fuck is that? And then they get to be like the fucking chick on, on a sitcom, right? Well, my husband, he's a fucking moron, right? So I didn't want her to have her that. I didn't want her to have that fucking victory. I vacuumed. I did everything. Took the trash out. I had everything just looking fucking spotless. You're not going to come home looking at me like I'm a fucking moron. Well, honey, the place looks great. Yeah, I met you when I was 36. I know how to make toast. All right? Get over yourself. (laughs) I was actually cleaning up so well. I was like, she's going to think I cheated on her or something. This is like, this is getting fucking ridiculous. What'd you vacuum for? You getting rid of the fucking straight pube hairs there? Um, This is the Monday morning podcast, everybody. Um, now that would have been, that would have said, if I actually cheated on her, what a fucking piece of shit, first of all. And then second of all, like, um, I would have a sex addiction if I actually did that because of how fucking sick, sick I was, you know, if I actually banged one of those fucking Eastern European whores that I know were locked in the back of that tinted out fucking place. Um, you know, what's funny was we, she gets home. All right. And we, and within Within an hour, we were, we were in a fight because I told the story about getting the windows tinted like an asshole. I wasn't even thinking, and I mentioned the fact that I said she wasn't the greatest driver, and I hurt her feelings. You said that? You don't think I'm a good driver? Oh, Jesus Christ. And that's one of those ones where you just got to be like, okay. Ah, oh, Bill, you're an idiot. Why did you say that, you know? I'm still pissed that she got pissed about that. You know, that would be like if she told one of her friends that I'm not a good dancer. And then I was like, you told her I'm not a good dancer? What the f- Yeah, Bill, you suck. <laughs> you suck at dancing. You know? Jesus fucking Christ. That's what fucking kills me about fucking women. It's like they, they even when they know they stink at something, if you say they stink at something, they get they get all fucking offended. You said the truth? Why, why, why would you say what's actually happening? You know? I'm a terrible fucking dancer. I think maybe I could, in another life, I could have been a good dancer. But all, like, like happy emotions were beaten out of me by the time I was fucking four years old. So, you know, just dancing. I mean, I can't, I don't, it's just, it's not even in me. That whole fucking, whatever that gift is, whenever that is, whenever the the dancing dust is fucking sprinkled on you, that was not sprinkled on me in any way, shape, or fucking form. You know? Even the music, I listen to angry music. (laughs) (laughs) Except for Bruno Mars. Every once in a while, I got got a little, I got a, that's not true. Wait a minute, Bill, come on. Who else you got in there? Night Ranger? Um, Hey, did you see these fucking, uh... These guys want to blow us up now? You know, before I get into that, 
How about a little advertising, everybody? Let's let's do something. E-Voice, everybody. They're back. They're back on the podcast. E-Voice is the reason you're going to make money in 2013. Let me repeat that. E-Voice is the reason you're going to make money in 2013. Hey, why are you going to make money in 2013? Because of E-Voice. When your customers call, you'll have your own toll-free number, professional greeting, dial-by-name directory, and more. Oh, this is basically if you want to start your own business and you want to make it seem like you actually own your own skyscraper, but you actually, you know, are still living in your parents' attic. E-Voice is the way to go to make yourself sound unbelievably professional. You'll sound like a Fortune 500 company and you'll blow away your competitors simply by sounding that professional. And that's what it all is, people. It's not about your product. It's about what it sounds like when they call your company. All right? E-Voice lets you give out one number that rings wherever you are. The beach, the bar, doesn't matter. You'll sound like you're at your office. You got to go to evoice.com and use a pro- use promo code Bill. Evoice even takes all your voicemails, transcribes them, and sends them instantly as a text or email. Uh, email. That's great. So then you can be at your other job, you know, and you don't have to be on the phone. You can act like you're typing as you're sitting there looking at your uh, your your, uh, your voicemails. Um, so you can check uh, voicemails before the meeting ends and not look rude. Evoice is only ten bucks a month. But right now, listeners to my podcast can try eVoice for free for six months. That's right, a six-month free trial. Support my podcast, stop what you are doing, hit pause, set up your eVoice free trial, and see what I'm talking about. Go to eVoice.com and use promo code Bill. That's eVoice.com, promo code Bill. One more time, eVoice.com, promo code Bill. I don't like how they slipped that in there. Stop what you're doing and hit pause. See what they just did there? Oh, that was kind of sneaky. My dumbass read it. Um, anyways, you see these North Korean cunts are allegedly going to try and blow us up? This is fucking amazing. They got this video. It's fucking... Oh, Jesus Christ, Bill. Can, can you can you just have anything ready to go? This is why. Am I eventually actually going to have like a whole... No, I'm not going to do that. Actually have like a... Like a, an official radio setup. You know, I'm not going to do that. Because then you know what? Then I have... Then there's somewhere I have to be. There's people I have to answer to and all that fucking horseshit. I'm not doing it. I was watching this whole thing on... Um, uh, North Korea and how they made they made this promo video and it's basically about them launching their own space shuttle. It's this North Korean dude, I'm assuming, right? And he's sitting there dreaming and they have the instrumental of We Are the World in the background, right? We are the world, we are the children. This fucking North Korean space shuttle is flying around, you know, flying around the globe. Korea is unified and... um you know, and it ends with a city that looks like New York, which is on fire after some sort of missile attack. You know, but I guess they say, and it looks like the evildoers did themselves in. <clears throat> so they don't take responsibility for doing it, but I guess, you know, I don't know. Evidently, that was cause for big concern. Not in my world, though. 
Even though L.A., I guess, is one of the first ones they want to attack. I don't give a fuck. Is that going to make you happy there, fucking... Oh, fucking fat face there. Fat face part two. You know? I can see why we're annoying. I mean, we got in the middle of their fight over there way back in the day. Should have minded our own business. Let them duke it out. Whoever wins, wins. But we didn't. We stuck our fucking noses in over there. And now they don't like us. Well, what would we do during the fucking uh, Civil War if all of a sudden uh, Korea came over here and was like, hey, hey, we side with these guys. Other side, why don't you settle down? After a while, it'd be like, hey, why don't you guys get the fuck out of here? Let us solve our own fucking problems. I get it. You know? I just don't understand what North Korea has, what their fascination is with having a fat dictator. They they like a real pudgy fucking, uh, like, on medication, like, bloated face kind of fucking dictator. That's their thing. I don't know. I'm not worried about it. I would be more worried if they were going to try and blow up San Francisco because I'm in Los Angeles, okay? If you're going to fucking shoot a goddamn nuclear weapon at this country, by all means, do it at the city that I'm in because I don't want to survive it, all right? That's where you want to be, by the way. All these fucking people trying to come up with these underground places to go. That's not where you want to be. You want to be right where the fucking cone of that missile hits. That's where you want to be. Just get vaporized. You have no idea. You don't even know what's coming. Sitting there watching sports. It's it. Over. You know? You don't want to be on the outskirts. Like in Scottsdale fucking Arizona. With one side of your fucking face melt it off and then walking around for four days looking for wheat thins you want to do that you have some fucking agonizing like 18 day death fuck that I want to be vaporized you know like you ever see a bunch of bugs and you hit them with some raid that fucking one that takes the direct hit that thing is done in two seconds but the other ones are doing that little fucking Angus Young running on the ground during a guitar solo fucking move. Those are the ones you don't want to be. Right? (laughs) I don't know. I don't give a fuck about North Korea. I'm not worried about those guys. All right? You want to fucking start some shit? Go ahead. All right? Start some fucking shit. What are they going to do? Like, what what exactly is their, their fucking game plan? You're going to, it's, it's not so like not even a throw. Okay. You're going to what? You're going to take out two cities. We have enough shit to fucking blow up the entire world like 9 million times. So you're going to take out Los Angeles, right? And then, then you know what? You're not going to have any movies to watch. You ever think about that? North Korea. God knows your dad loved watching all our fucking movies. You're going to have none of that shit, Right. You're going to have half the fucking divas that you're going to that you're going to hire to perform at your fucking New Year's party like Beyonce. They're not going to be there. Isn't Beyonce one of the ones that (laughs) performed for some fucking mass murdering psychopath? Was it her? I don't fucking know. I'll throw her name out. You know, I'll take her name off and I'll say it was uh, uh, booze face there from the voice. The one who likes to get dirty. What's her name? 
Christina Applegate. Aguilera. There you go. Was it her? She's another one. She does that R&B singing. And fucking pointing everywhere. Her fucking voice is going. <laughs> Sings like she's sitting on a giant vibrator. Um, she just said, fuck it. If you don't understand with her, she just said to hell with it. I don't give a fuck. You know? I'm just going to be almost in shape. And you guys can just fucking deal. I had a kid. I like having a glass of wine around four in the afternoon. Go fuck yourself. I'm an, I like. I really respect that. She doesn't care, you know. Like if she was a dude, she'd be one of those guys who couldn't wear a tie because it it's just fucking. She can't breathe at that point. She would. She dressed like Dana White. Um. All right. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about here. If you guys see that they're gonna have these new smell visions real smell-o-vision TV unveiled by Japanese team, and it's not an April Fool, is what it says. A Tokyo team invent a smelling screen that makes smells emanate from the spot on the screen showing their corresponding object. It works by feeding odors from sublimating gel pellets pellets into airstreams. Did I say... It's sublimating. That doesn't sound right. Like, I don't think I pronounced that correctly. Whatever. Gel pellets into air streams that can be directed to specific spots on the screen. <laughs> so what are you going to have? Like, a bunch of pellets for every... That just It's not going to work. You know what the sad thing about this stupid fucking thing is? It's just that the development promises to make advertisement for fried chicken or fresh coffee, even more appealing. You know who's going to get this fucking thing? I swear to God, Bobby Kelly. Dude, I got the new smell vision dude. Dude, I'm watching the Food Network. I was fucking drooling, dude. The guy's making a fucking lobster souffle. I could fucking smell the fucking beach, dude. You know? And he'll buy it right when it comes out so he can be the first guy in his block to have it. It'll cost him 15 grand. And then in like fucking four years, they're going to be selling for like 600 bucks. That's that's the one of the things about being at the forefront of technology when you just have to be the first douchebag on your block. You know, I got I have to have him on this podcast because I really I really want to talk to him about that. Like what what is that? Because I see it. It like it like fills him up. When I used to be in New York City and he would get some new gadget, he couldn't fucking wait to come down to the cellar and think of some phony reason to pull out his new shiny thing. Just dying for somebody to be like, oh, is that the new fucking shiny fucking Fousey 1000? And then he'd, then he'd act, be like, oh, oh, why, yes, yes, it is. Dude, check it. It charges my iPhone, boom. You open this over here, flap. I got all my dates. Zowie. <laughs> that motherfucker has had everything. Fucking everything. I like 15 years ago when he still had his noodle hair, he fucking had anything that had a stylus, that a palm pile, he had everything. He had that. I lived with him. He had that, and he had bags. 
He, those were the two things that he was fucking into. And you know what I was into? Eating bland food and staring at the wall. So who fucking won? Who won in that one? I would say Bobby. Um, all right, let's get to some fucking uh, some goddamn questions for this fucking week here. Um, by the way, I don't know if I brought this up yet because I've had to start this podcast a couple times because I had a coughing fit. Uh, um, obviously, the fastest, most speediest recovery possible for uh, Kevin Ware of the uh, of Louisville. Jesus Christ, that was one of the that's one of the worst things I've ever seen. And um, ugh. And if you haven't seen it, you know what just it's killing me is I know there's going to be a bunch of people who upload that fucking video and then douchebags will have to make jokes and that type of thing. But what a tough motherfucker. This guy basically, he broke, I don't know if it was a compound fracture, if it was, if it was both bones or whatever, but I know at least one of them, you know, was coming through the fucking skin and he's still laying there telling everybody to win the fucking game. Jesus Christ. That wouldn't have been me. I would have been crying like a fucking girl and saying, you know, games. I would have used up all our timeouts. <laughs> and I could give a fuck about the game at that point. I would be screaming. I would have been like Nancy Kerrigan. Why? 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 Oh, that's one of my favorite clips of all time because you know what I love? I love that she acted exactly how I would have acted. Everybody wants to act like they're going to be the, hey, win one for the Gipper. And you know what? Most of us got that Nancy Kerrigan gene. You know, we're just going to start crying and be like, why me? Um, That really was, that was right up there as far as like, you know, She'd obviously never gotten her ass kicked in her life. It's the fact that she couldn't even wrap her fucking head around. You know, if she had gotten her ass kicked a couple of times, she at least would have... She, why me would have been downgraded to dude, what the fuck? Oh, my God, what the fuck? Right? <laughs> why? Why? Um, I don't even know where the fuck I was going with that. I'm sorry, guys. This fucking podcast sucks this week. I, I'm, 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 all right. I admit it. It sucks this week. I'm fucking, I'm still sick. But, you know, yesterday's was, yesterday's, fucking last week's was a great one. Okay. So give me a little bit of slack here. Cut me a little slack for great shit. Can you do that? Um, all right. Oh, by the way, you know something? Um, a couple weeks ago, I mentioned the fact that, um, I don't get the, you know, the Premier League. As far as their their soccer over there, where their jerseys can be just so, the colors are so dra uh, dramatically different. Like you'll be watching a team and they're red and white, and then next week they're wearing black and yellow, and it's like what the fuck. And uh, this guy wrote and he said uh, in the Premier League colors change. Uh, for example, Arsenal play Man United. They both wear red and white, so the away team changes colors. That's why they change the team, because I guess and it's kind of weird that they're in the same league and guys can have the same colors, you know, which is starting to happen in American sports. Like, how haven't the Toronto Maple Leafs sued the Tampa Bay Lightning for their new fucking jerseys yet? 
you know? They're slowly moving in on your fucking territory, and I don't know why you're not saying anything. Um, all right. Anyways, Bill, your workout routine. Hey, Bill, unlike 95% of Americans on your shows, you look like what I think most people would look like, should look like in terms of fitness. Ah, uh, you see what he did there? He gave me a nice big compliment as he fucking trashed 95% of America. It's not 95%. It's a good fucking 65% of Americans. <laughs> um, do you follow a specific routine? Thanks. Um, well, right now I'm in fucking horrible shape. I put on fucking 10 pounds. But this is the thing. I never let it get beyond this. You know, my I, I never let it get beyond like a little bit of fucking like 10 pounds and then I just take it off. That's basically what I do. I hike with my dog and uh, and I, I use my own body weight. I use my own body weight because I find that, that that makes you more cut rather than puffy. If you fucking lift weights and shit, you, get, you just start overdeveloping like five different groups of muscles and uh, you start walking around looking like a midget bouncer. At least I do. So I you, a climbing rope, I have a pegboard, and I have a, a pull-up and dip station uh, because I, I am a firm believer that you need to be able to move your own body, you know? And I used to do yoga fucking years and years ago, but um, I don't know. I just can't get myself to go to the classes. Those fucking mats are all dirty and shit. Even if you bring your own mat, it's just the level of sweating and bare feet it's just fucking disgusting. And, uh, you know, and then also the chicks in there are so fucking ridiculous looking that uh, at least out here in L.A., um, you know, the whole mental aspect of the thing is out the fucking window because you're supposed to be like, you know, also calming your mind. And I'm not calming my mind. My mind is fucking going. <laughs> <laughs> so, um yeah, that's what it is. And I try not to eat like an asshole. And now that I'm of advanced age, going to be 45 years old, I try to eat a fucking giant salad every day. And uh, as, while fighting that, what are you, a fag fucking voice in my head. But um, as much as people sit there and they say that that's bird food and that type of thing, eat a giant salad every day. And I'm telling you, yeah, you're going to be right as rain. All right? I'm telling you, if you don't eat a salad every day and you're eating fucking a bunch of meat and that type of thing, I swear to God, trying to take a shit is is like fucking, it's not a fun experience. You have a giant salad every day, it's not a problem. <laughs> that's, you know what, that was true but disgusting, but I don't give a fuck. There you go. So that's what I do. Um, all right, cooking. Billy Boyardee. What are some of your favorite things to cook in the kitchen? I was never much of a cook until I realized it's super easy. Um, well, you must have a gift then. What do you mean super easy? What are you making? Eggs over easy? Yeah, that's easy. But I mean, you're actually, you know, doing some of that Food Network stuff. I don't think it's super easy. Second, you got to have like a an ice bath, bath to like blanch some shit, you know? Anyways, uh or caramelizing shit. You just got to experiment and think the basics through. 
The Food Network mentioned a website called MyFridgeFood.com that tells you what you can make with the ingredients in your house. I accidentally learned how to make teriyaki sauce and pumpkin pie because of what, I've had, what I had in my place. That's actually interesting. You mentioned once you made ribs. Have you mastered anything? What's your go-to? Um, if I mastered anything, uh, the fuck can I do? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm one of those people every once, once every eight months I throw down and I cook and I make a fucking great meal. Um, dude, I'll make you a spaghetti sauce. If you like a sweeter one that has some molasses in it, it, it will literally make you punch your fucking wife in the face repeatedly. Just fucking just drawn back with each chew. Just you, there it is. You bite down. You, you're letting it fuck. You're letting your hands go. You know, you're free. That's how good this spaghetti sauce is. I can make you a lasagna. Meat based, of course. Um, can do. I can do all of that shit. I can make you some fucking short ribs there. Yeah, I can fucking cook. If I gave a fuck, if I really wanted to, I could get really good at cooking. I'm actually, I'm really good at baking. I think I tell a nice story. I don't like this shit. I don't like being, I don't like these two fucking questions here where I'm talking positively about myself. You know why? Because there's absolutely no humor in it. All right, let's get back to the fucking grip strength. You know why you need grip strength in case you're ever in a fucking house fire and you need to climb down the goddamn gutters or you need to go up to the roof and then take a run and leap to the house next to it and you're going to come up short and you're going to fucking grab something over there or maybe a fucking tree branch. That's what you need grip strength for. All right? I guess if you lift weights and you ever get sucked into a sinkhole, you can fucking lift your house off of you. I don't know what. All right? As far as cooking, yeah, I don't think cooking's that. Uh, cooking, the whole thing is, is you got to have all these, you know, if you really want to throw down... It's that initial startup cost. It's like when you first learn how to fix a car. It's not going to be cheaper than taking it to somewhere else because you're going to have to fucking not only buy the parts, you're going to have to buy all the tools. Um, so, I don't know. Have I mastered anything? Yeah, I can make a fucking pie. I can make cakes. I can bake. I can grill. I, I'm not the greatest griller. I got to admit, I, I get very impatient with grilling. I know I'm supposed to have, like, the caveman shit and want to be standing out there over the fucking fire. I'm, I'm really not uh, into that. I used to work in a restaurant, and I worked a mesquite grill, and I had the big fucking chef hat and all that type of shit, and I made great burgers and shrimp brochettes and chicken sandwiches and that shit. I know how to do it. I can mock up the meat. I can fucking cook. I just don't... I'm just... I have to be into it, and I get into it, and I'm psycho into it for, like, three weeks, and then I'm just not... I don't give a fuck after a while because um, I have fucking ADD. You know, basically stand-up comedy is the only thing I ever stuck with. So hence, it's the only thing I'm ever I'm really good at. I can play drums okay. I can play a little guitar. I can make a couple of dishes and uh, I can shoot the shit about the weather at a party. And then pretty much that. other than that, I'm done. Um, underrated. The Bible. The Bible. All right. Uh... Oh, Jesus, here we go. At the risk of pissing you off, I'm writing to say that the Bible is underrated. That doesn't piss me off. I mean, it's a hell of a story, you know? Uh, really, all religious texts are underrated, and I can't blame anyone for underrating religion, since religion 
is a lot of uh, speculative crap. Um, no, I think the basis of all religions are, are the way you should live life. Like the Ten Commandments is like common sense. The seven deadly sins. I love that shit. It's that it's that once you start being like, you know, he, he loves us best and you don't believe what we're saying. So uh, you're infidels and now we have to kill you or we have to have a crusade or we have to torture you until you're into what the fuck we're into. Or we're making so much money off this horseshit, we have to look the other way while some of us are fucking children, you know? that That's where I, 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 I make my departure, you know? Or you're constantly telling me that, that this thing is fucking mad at me because I'm flawed, despite that's the way he fucking made me. Like, that's never made sense to me. Um, or like, if there's a God that, you know... He makes somebody like a sociopath. And a sociopath is basically a broken human being. Like they didn't get all the parts. And it's like not even it's like not even their fault that they're that that they're born that way, that they don't feel anything. Alright? That's not that per that person's going to hell because they were born fucked up. You know? Now, I'm not saying I have sympathy for sociopaths. I think they should be hunting down and fucking shot in the street like rabid dogs. But I'm just saying as far as the, uh, are you going to heaven or hell? <laughs> I mean, isn't that like on, on the manufacturer? I've always equated it to that. Like, you know, it'd be like if you built, built a piece of shit car. Like you fucked up, you fucked it up when you built it. And then you get mad at it because it doesn't run right. You know? So that that's my thing. So, you know, if, if you're into the Bible, I don't give a fuck. Um, anyway, I want to bring up, up the book of Job. Huh? Look at that. I said it right. I didn't say Job. Job, which reads as a tale of cruelty because God and the devil got together to put Job through the ringer. Do you know how bad I would love to read the book of Job and actually be able to read more than two paragraphs without sitting there going, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, I think most people, religious and otherwise, miss an important point. Throughout the text, Job's friends went half-cocked, saying that Job must have, must have done something to deserve what was happening to him. Sounds like the type of thing a lady would say. Not me, it sounds the type of thing like a religious nut would say to me. Um, at the end, God became angry with Job's friends for making this assumption, and made them do sacrifices just for being smart-ass shitheads. Um, so the Bible has all kinds of moral concepts that have barely survived into the modern era, probably thanks to all the linguistic mangling. Well, thank God you're there to figure it all out. Uh, Job demonstrates that the burden of proof falls upon the accuser. It's even part of our justice system, but nobody gives it the importance it deserves, especially Christians. If there's a God, he definitely pissed, he's definitely pissed at you-know-who. No, I don't. I don't know who. I was totally with you until you put it all on the Christians, but now I think that, which means you're either Jewish or Muslim or fucking, I don't know, what. Is there something else? Who are those people who pray to the trees? Hippies? Is that a religion? Huh? Dirty hippies? 
That's not a religion. Hindu? No, not Hindu. Hare Krishna? Aren't Hare Krishna's just dirty hippies who shave their heads? Or am I thinking of that Charles Manson movie where the Manson family all shave their heads? I don't fucking know. I don't know what your point was, sir. It made me want to read the book of Job, but I know what's going to happen. I'll start to read it, and then it's be, and then God said it unto you with the Yahweh and the, the seventh son of the fucking hebidi habidi who, and it's just like, all right, you know. Why don't they give a, I'm sure there is, I'm sure there's an updated version of it where they actually write it in a, a more um, modern English, like the band. All right, Bill, wife left. Bill, so I got a text from my wife a couple weeks ago saying she had taken our dog and her things left and we're getting a divorce. Wow. She gave you a text message. You know, that's kind of the way to do it in a selfish way. You know, (laughs) do you know I know somebody who did that? I knew somebody who was in a fucking relationship forever. And I guess they just didn't know how to get out of it. So here's an option for people out there, men and women. And sir, this has nothing to do with you. This just reminded me of this. So this fucking guy, his his woman went on a cruise or went on some sort of wine tasting thing or whatever. And he, he, I guess... He knew that she was going on this trip. So before she left, he already found another apartment, signed a lease, and all that type of shit. So she leaves. I mean, she was leaving for like two, three days. He had another buddy of mine went over there. They packed up all his shit. And fucking moved it out to this new place. And then, you know, he just lived in that place until the day she was coming back. He came back to the apartment. She comes home and immediately sees half the shit is gone. And he just dropped the bomb like that and said, listen, you know, we need to talk. I'm not fucking happy. And... When I tell you this fucking woman flipped the fuck out, flipped the fuck out, like went absolutely fucking ballistic and, and I, I always wanted to ask her why, what was it that made you flip out? Would you, would you have flipped out less? Cause she she didn't even go into the, the surprise of what, oh, my God, crying, but went immediately to anger. And I think it was because he was already out. And there wasn't going to be any sort of closure slash I can torture you and be a total cunt to you. Like he sidestepped all of that and just made this clean ass fucking break you know Dennis Miller that's the news and I am out of here <laughs> that's what I thought when he did it and 
I don't know why I always smile when I think, because that's the thing, you know, if you're going to break up with a woman, you just know, I mean, I mean, I never had a breakup with a girl I was living with. I can't imagine that fucking hell. And this person, I mean, that that's one way to do it. Um, so if you are stuck in a relationship and you don't know how to fucking bring it up, you just don't know how to do it. That's one way to do it. Because when they come home and you're sitting there, but you, all your shit isn't there. Uh, that's, that's the conversation has begun. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyways. So getting back to this poor bastard, he goes, her rationale was that she always hated me. Oh my God. Forget the eight instances of cheating three post marriages that I, three post marriage that I tolerated just because is as good of a reason for her to leave as any. Wait a minute. Back up here. Wait a minute, dude. She cheated on you eight fucking times? Five times before you got married? I mean, dude, what? Come on, man. You didn't see this coming? All right, I'm going to save judgment here. Uh, He said, forget about the eight instances of cheating, three post-marriages that I tolerated. Uh, Then he writes in quote, just because is as good of reason for her to leave as any. Um, Here's where you pummel me, but she was my mom's, but she was at my mom's bedside with my mom and I when my mom died. Okay, I didn't realize, dude, you didn't write this well. I didn't realize to her that nothing I didn't realize to her that was nothing but her way in. I didn't realize that to her, I I, I don't don't know, what, that she went to that, that that was her way into your life? In my grief, I didn't notice she went full Andy Dufresne, just chipping away at my sense of self so she would fuck around. So when she would fuck around, I thought, well, no person in the world will hang on to me. So this is better than being alone. Fuck it. Oh, dude, come on, man. She and I had been together for nine years, married three. My problem is that as a 26-year-old, birthday was yesterday. None of my friends can relate. And my thousand-yard stare can relate. And my thousand-yard stare at the bar just seems to be harsh. Seems to harsh their hipster PBR buzz. Dude, this is the most difficult fucking thing I've ever tried to read. Um, dude, you're only 26 years old. Get the fuck out of this thing. Go to the gym. Is that your problem? Huh? You got a little dough around the fucking middle? That's it, dude. Read up on nutrition. Get, get some fucking self-esteem, man. This is ridiculous. This fucking cunt. You know why she hated you? She's probably one of the reasons she hates you is because you're not sticking up for yourself. This fucking. Oh, dude. You know what? I'm not going to yell at you. You've already been through the fucking ringer with this one. I'm sorry you ran into something like this. I'm sorry. I don't know who the fuck your, your male role model was when you were growing up. Didn't build you up more. But they obviously didn't fucking raise you right. And now you got to do it. Okay? You got to build yourself up, man. You can't fucking. You can't fucking have something like this going on. You're like William H. Macy and fucking. Uh, 
boogie nights. You're going to eventually fucking shoot her in the driveway, fucking your friends, and then go blow your own brains out. You don't want to be that guy. Fuck this woman. Because I've tried to get back out there with some people I know, but when they tried, when they tell their stories from college, all I think is, I wonder if John McCain gets this mad when people his age tell stories about Woodstock. All right, now where do we make the leap there? What, their pussy stories? And you're pissed because you missed out on that? Uh, I'm, os- I'm optimistic as, for the most part, my life is much better. My friends think I'm exaggerating because they saw us together. And my response is that people saw Elizabeth Smart out in public too. And she wasn't, and she wasn't fine either. What the hell do I do? The last time I was single, texting didn't exist. I couldn't drink legally. I've lived with my parents. I lived with my parents. Uh, You got the point three examples ago, but I keep typing. Uh, I thought maybe as a comic, when you started going on the road and didn't know people everywhere, it may have been a similar vibe. Yeah, dude, like you're, you're starting from ground zero. You're totally beat down. You're 26 years old talking about like you're 50. You know? You're fine. All right? Wait, so you were there for fucking, what did you say, eight or nine years? Let's do the math here. Text my wife. Eight instances. Oh, so you were there for nine years. So you got together with this girl when you were 17. So you you were a baby. All right, I get it. I get it. And you stayed with this girl and you never cheated on her. She cheated on you. And all those years of college when you should have got your game together, how to talk to women, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, dude, that's, you, you, can, you can make up ground real quickly here. You're only 26 years old. Um, you just got to get yourself out there. Now, I mean, I wouldn't suggest just going out to bars. Look, if you want to fuck a woman, go out to a bar. Do that. If you want to meet somebody nice, then I, I, would, I, would, be, I would definitely look elsewhere. Uh, do you have any hobbies? Do you like sports? I would join some sort of uh, fucking... I don't know what the fuck is the word. What's the word when they let guys and women play together? You know, I'd join some shit like that. Take a fucking cooking class. Just something, you know, something where the, where the good girls go to. You know? But, you know, if you just want to go out and get laid... Who gives a fuck? You, what you got to do is you got to get over being getting rejected. Just go out to a bar and just talk some shit. You know? Don't go out and get plastered and use that as your fucking courage. Just go out there and just talk some shit. You know? And just go out there and just say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say what's up to ten different women tonight. All right? Or if, if that's too overwhelming, make it five or four. All right? No, no less than four. All right? All right, with no no pressure on the results. Just go out there and just fucking strike up a conversation. See how long you can keep it going. And and just, you know, whatever. You're going to be nervous. You're going to give a fuck. But with each one, you're going to give a shit less. And the less you give a fuck, the more relaxed you're going to be, the funnier you're going to be, the more you're going to attract them. It's It's literally when you give a fuck. When you give a fuck, you're scaring them away. When you care, 
you know, you'll be fine, all right? But it's you, you got to grow up and stop embracing this fucking, uh, this depressive shit because it's also going to make you an angry cunt and you're going to fucking hate women and you're going to push your friends away and you end up being alone, all right? Unfortunately, you fucking, you wasted nine years of your life with some cunt. And you got fucking married, okay? But it wasn't a waste because now you know what you don't want. All right? So that's it. But for the love of God, do not get into another goddamn relationship. You got to make a pact with yourself. You're not going to go from a nine-year one, three-year marriage to fucking jumping into something else. You got to stay single and figure out what the fuck you want. You might not want it. You might want to, like, not even go out to fucking bars for a while. You know? Let's go to the gym. Hit it like a fucking madman. You know? And fucking figure out what, you, what you're what you looking for and then where it should be and then go in that direction. Do that, all right? Not everybody's going to be the guy who goes out and bags a fucking hundred women. Who gives a fuck? All right? At the end of it, if you find fucking love and you find the person you're supposed to be with, you what? Okay? So, uh, whatever. There's my fucking two cents. Did I say the F word enough? Um, all right. From fucking Croatia, which is in fucking Europe. Look at this guy breaking my balls from the other side of the planet. All right. I'll get right to it. Recently, my luck with the ladies changed for the better. Good for you, sir. I realized how different men are from women and started using that to my advantage. Well, sir, the last person, please listen to this guy. Uh, I'm 23 and in college. I started college three years older, so I am in class with 19 to 20 year olds. Pretty much they are all ladies. Not a single one of them is, is annoying. I get along with all of them, but there is this one, Christina, who acts like she's the only one with problems. Okay, well, there's always going to be a bad one in there. Uh, we talked a couple of times, even went out on a date. She seemed interested, but very distant. Uh, the date was very tense, unlike all the other dates I can handle. Oh, Jesus, you guys really killed me this week. Unlike all the other dates, I can handle somewhat manly. At least I act cool, so everything goes relatively smoothly. I'm going to cut you some slack, sir, because this is a fucking second language. This is amazing. Um, this date was as, as stiff as Jay Leno. <laughs> I hated it. Uh, so we didn't talk for a couple of days after the horror date. Uh, my dad, my bad for not knowing, not talking to her, I know. No, it isn't. You had a bad date. Don't call her back. You didn't have a good time. Why would you pursue it? Uh, anyways, then we started talking again and some vibes were going on, but we only saw each other in class. Then we started talking some deep shit over Facebook as 20 year olds do. And I realized we don't get each other. We just don't understand one another. All right. So walk away. She has a little circle of friends and a lot of the guys come on to her, but she's like very into herself and shit. Okay, I know her self-centered feelings are natural at her age, but I am a little bit older. But she's like, no, no one understands me. She's really a baby. Yeah, dude, you have this all figured out. He goes, we don't understand each other at all. It's like we mean the same thing, but awkwardly argue over the choice of the words we use. Man, I really want to bang her. 
She's. I was going to say, she has to be beautiful. He said, she's smoking hot. In the meantime, I am all over the other ladies. Uh, but I'm really restless about this one. I like her, but she will break me if I get too much into her. I like how we started speaking like Ivan Drago. Um, so the gist of my pussy-ass letter is, how do I bang her now after the shitty date and awkward Facebook arguments? Uh, Goddamn, I just realized she's cutting my balls off when I talk to her. I must get my shit together if I want to fuck her, but I still don't really know how to do it. Shit. Okay. Uh, all right, what do we got to do? Um... All right, how the fuck did we undo what the fuck was already done? What would I do? Uh, I would fucking... You know what I would do? I would just charm the shit out of her. In cl- I would come in in a fucking great mood, even if you're not in a great mood. Just come into class, you know? This is, I'm giving you the fucking Damone speech from uh, Fast Time at Ridge- Richmond High. You know? You just come walking in like your fucking life is great. You know, and she's going to be like, oh, my God, he's like, I'm not like talking to him and he's like having a good time. Does that like mean I'm not pretty anymore? Like, that'll fuck with her fucking the world revolves around me that you can actually now that you've been sucked into her world, you can still actually have a great fucking day without needing her fucking uh, attention or anything. Yeah, just walk in there like your life's the shit. And when you see her, be really friendly. Hey, how are you? Give her a nice big hug. And then be fucking flirting with all the other fucking women. That'll make her fucking jealous. I mean, he's basically going to have to play a fucking game with a fucking cunt like this. Um, which is really a lot of work. Um, and it sounds like you, you, like you sound like you're kind of the male version of her. You know, she kind of didn't let you fucking hit it. So now you're kind of getting wrapped up in this fucking twat that you don't even want. Other, your ego wants it. You want to fucking bang her. You know what you should do, sir? Is just fucking walk away. That's what you should do. Walk away and go bang something else. And when she actually fucking comes at you, be like, why don't you call me anymore? And just be like, yeah, there's no vibe between us. There really isn't. You know, you're beautiful, but the conversation's too awkward. And I find that you're just really self-centered. You're really into yourself. And uh, I find it annoying. You know, if you tell her that, you're probably going to be closer to that fucking pussy than you are going the other way. Why don't you call me? Oh, sorry, I've been busy. You just act like a fucking loser. Don't do that. All right? You get this one by walking away from this one. That's 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 my gut feeling. All right, sir? You know what you do? You just walk in class. You take your dick out. You put it right on a fucking desk and just go, you know, really? Can we just stop already? And then when the teacher's like, excuse me, fucking uh, Czechoslovakian name, whatever the fuck your name is, right? Sick, I used to play for the uh, for the Lakers. Who's fucking over there? Ah, Christ. I'm sorry, guys. This podcast stunk. Just take your dick out and shake it in her face. Go, listen, I want to show you something you could have had. Right fucking yeah. Right? How about you do that? There, can I tap out on that? Um, this has been the Monday Morning Podcast, everybody. There you go. That's the podcast for this week. Go fuck yourselves. Next week, I will feel better, and uh, I hope I will be funnier, okay? Oh, next week, where the fuck will I be? No, I'll still be here. 
I will still be here, and it'll be right before my whole Dirty South fucking tour. So I'll be hyping that next week. All right, that's it. Oh, by the way, I also did an episode of uh, Greg Fitzsimmons' podcast, if you want to listen to that one. Um, yeah, that's great. Listen to Greg's, then listen to Rogan's. You're listening to me gradually get sick. And this is the fucking fallout of it. All right, go fuck yourselves. I'll talk to you next week. <laughs>